Hello, Wicked friends. I'm Kirsty, And I'm Alexa. And you're listening to Pacific North Wicked. So this one was the one that Facebook recommended. Oh, nice. <laughs> to me, because of the dateline that just came out. Like, it came out on last Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, oh, yeah. this is pretty fresh, okay? Pretty fresh. Fresh as hell. So it's Anastasia, Diane Hester. And two articles I read. One of them go, calls her Anne, but a lot of other articles call her Annie. So mm-hmm. I'm going to okay. choose Annie over Anne. She's born October 26, 1981 in Portland. Grew up in Gresham. Oh, my God. I have family there. So the, <laughs> Gresham is a suburb of, like, Portland Metro. And it has a population of 110,000. Her dad died when she was, like, in her teens. She went to Corvallis to study childhood development and then went back to Gresham and attended a local community college. It didn't say if she graduated. This is just something that I found in her obituary. So this part is important, okay? She's interested in gaming. That's, like, her hobby. Tabletop games. She played Magic the Gathering. That's very important. In her obituary, it also says she enjoyed arts and crafts, and she made many beautiful Christmas ornaments and cards for her friend, family and friends, which I thought was She straight up nice. sounds like someone we'd hang out with. I know, and it said always willing to help those she cared for. Just, she sounds All like around a, good gal. Yes. So, she participated in pirate dungeon parties. Like, pirate- Oh my god! dungeon parties. So, the way that it's presented, it's like LARPing, right? That sounds amazing! It's like live action role play. But- for pirates. So, like, you are um, dressed in the pirate gear. I want pirate garb. The we need to have a pirate party. The clips <laughs> that they showed, <laughs> like, they have a ship. Like, it, they, they get full-blown into this pirate. This is life. actually good Junction City stuff, is what that is. That is. Yeah. Very Junction City. You know what? I wonder where they said it, though, because they said it was a 90 minutes mm-hmm. from Gresham. And... Mm-hmm. Could be Sandy. Could be Mount Hood. There's a lot of places. It could be Damascus. Thought, like, maybe boring. Salem. Could be Salem. Yeah. Yeah, I guess those places I said were probably like 40 minutes. Either way. I was like, so it's pretty close. Yeah. So Annie met Matt. And Matt says that they met in 1999 through a mutual friend, but just met. Mm-hmm. But then another thing I saw said that they met in 2006. So again, kind of confused. The article's gave me different impressions yeah. but he had the same interest in the tabletop games he's also a giant nerd yes <laughs> they got married <laughs> in 2008 and so it'll come up later but annie was in a poly relationship okay after her and her husband divorced she started dating how old is she at this point when she meets matt do you know uh 25 okay yeah 25 so after their divorce, she gets into a poly relationship with a man and a woman that are also into the pirate stuff. The couple, like one of the partners in it, said that Annie thought that her and Matt would spend the rest of their life together. Mm-hmm. But then on the Dateline episode, the family that's shown thinks that she kind of just settled for Matt. That mm-hmm. she Now you can still spend your entire life with somebody with you when you settle, so it yeah. could be both. Yeah, but like, I guess she had made some comment that like her siblings were hitting those monumental life steps mm-hmm. like buying a house getting married, and she hadn't yet even though she was the older one right so they thought like maybe she had settled just so she could say that she right was getting those so she marries matt right matt doesn't work a lot matt has 
Trump's various ailments, illnesses that he says, and he just can't keep a job. He's just going, yeah. or he's just unemployed. They have a daughter named, I'm sorry, they have a daughter in 2011. I'm not going to say her name. Fair. Uh, and then started having some troubles. And so then Matt talked her into having an open marriage, but Matt ended up breaking the rules and cheating on her. Yeah. So then she divorces him in 2012. And you have an open marriage. Just follow the rules. It's I know. that easy. I know. What a dick. Matt essentially makes some comment in one of his interviews that says, like, I don't know, I guess I'm just not good at this, these relationship things. So they divorce. And they're fairly amicable, right, because they have a child. So they're doing pretty good. And then Matt doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So Matt has to end up living with roommates. And he meets Angela McCraw. Okay. And so Angela has three kids from a previous relationship. I found out that one of them... Her, they're like the oldest one. I think their her dad died of suicide. So mm-hmm. Angela's claiming some like mental health illnesses yeah, from that, like PTSD. Yeah. yeah, traumatic experience. So she's claiming that, but then she has her other two kids. Well, she becomes like kind of obsessed with believing that her children's have various disabilities. Ugh. So she says that they have oh, no. um, OCD, bipolar, autism, and reports this to the government. So she, they, she starts receiving money for their Ooh. disabilities. Yeah, that sounds very suspiciously Munchausen-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So then Matt and her live together right. They end up getting married. Spoiler alert. In 2014, so two years after the divorce. I do not like this pairing. <laughs> that does not sound like a great couple. But they are collecting this money, and one thing that I said, I heard it said about $2,000 a month is what they're getting from the kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, right? Matt might have been getting something for his, but I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I'm not 100% on that one, though. And, but they can't pay the bills, right? Okay. Because they're up in the Gresham area. Yeah. So they can't, oh, yeah. Portland, really. Yeah, it's expensive. I, yeah. So they end you up having, <laughs> they end up having roommates too. They have three roommates. Her first roommate is Angela's ex-husband and the father of two of her kids. Sorry, how many kids does she have? She's got three. So three kids and two roommates? Three kids and three roommates. One of the roommates is her ex-husband and father of two of her children, Aaron. What? Yeah. Yeah. Second one, they don't list. <laughs> Third is Karina Walters. I like how he's just like, I can't do relationships, but like, let's live with my new wife and her ex-husband and two kids from him and my kid now. And mm-hmm. It's a wild thing. So <laughs> meanwhile, Annie is working hard to make money because Matt's not really paying child support. Right. Shocking. She's got, she has a job at a call center for medical surveys. But then her and her friend started a face painting business on the mm-hmm. side. That's amazing. I know. I so love her seen, so much. So if you see pictures of her, she's got all this, like, pretty, Aww. yeah, art on her face. And that's why. They lived in a one-bedroom apartment. And this is where I think that she went above and beyond. One-bedroom apartment. Her daughter got the room. She oh. lived on a sofa bed oh in the living God. room. And that's just how they were. So. That's good parenting. Yeah. Yeah. She clearly was a good mom. So Matt, she had mentioned to people that he wasn't paying child support because of his lack of ability to keep a job, right? Mm -hmm. And then this is when I believe she starts getting into a relationship with a poly relationship um, with the man and the woman. So Angela and Matt start to believe, for some reason, that the daughter, so Mm -hmm. Matt and Annie's daughter, is bipolar. Okay. Right? Why? 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 Why do they think that? What's her? What's the uh, stepmom's name? Angela. Angela. 
that's because why Angela why <laughs> well probably because she's having maybe some like behavioral things but likely just because she's adjusting to a new living situation right. with a whole bunch of her people. dad is living with five other fucking four other adults and three new yeah. kids and yes. can't keep and can't be an adult like but it's bipolar okay sure <laughs> sure it is which may or may not lead to get more money from the state right yeah who knows right so that all this shit is happening annie annie's life seems pretty like it's not yeah like she's got her she's shit not super stable but she's doing her best she's doing the damn thing yeah she's working hard so in june on june 10th 2016 this is pretty recent yeah a 911 call is received from annie herself at 2.59 hours, saying that she had been stabbed all over. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And oh. the... I don't mean to copy morbid, but I just got full body chills. <laughs> so, during the the call, the 911 dispatcher is asking, and she's asking in different ways, right? Like, did you know, do you know who did this, right? And she says no. And, like, do you recognize the person? Right. She says no. And so officers respond out there, but she says, like, help, like, help me. I've been stabbed all over. So they get there. And this is where I think that good police work came in because it's kind of, kind of wild. So they get there and it's obviously a shit show. There's also blood. Yeah. They found three knives. They found a folded up pocket knife and two larger kitchen knives from a butcher block in the kitchen. They find her and they notice there's bloody shoe prints by an unlocked front door. But to avoid, like, fucking up the scene, right, Smart. they moved Annie out the back door. They yeah. didn't take her out the front because they didn't want to mess with the shoe Yeah. Took her out the back door, and the officers tore down a fence to get her out. Shit. Yeah, well, while they're doing this. Damn, going, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, that's way better option than, like, throwing her over the fence, so <laughs> good job. <laughs> so they're going out back, but they notice there's a cinder block outside of the bedroom window, right? Who's the bedroom window? It's the daughter's. And there's an air conditioning unit, right, one mm-hmm. of those window ones. Yeah. And it's dangling out of the window. So they're like, this is obviously how the suspect got in. And she is alive as they're getting her out, right? She made the call. She's alive. While they're processing the scene, the lead detective, like, gets the call saying she's not going to make it. She didn't make it. So she succumbs to her injuries. And they start canvassing, like, witness statements, right? Yeah. Neighbors said they started hearing screams around 11.15 at night. And then heard, like, talking, yelling, right, between yeah. people, like, right, all between 2315, or sorry, I wrote, yeah, eleven fifteen at night until 2.59 a.m. That's she so long. No one called. No, no one, one called? called? Okay, what, is this, like, a resident, like, a super residential area? It's, I mean, either way, like, honestly, like, apartment. if it was rural, I would still apartment. be, like, fucking call. They made some comment, even, and I couldn't even, I couldn't figure out where... I couldn't, like, rewind the episode enough to figure it out. But mm-hmm. they made some comment, essentially, that the neighbor, one of the neighbors, was hearing the noise. And it was so loud to the point where they actually drowned out the noise. Like, they did something in their own apartment to kind of drown out the sound. Call so for help! I know. So, for anyone listening... I understand, like, an angry, like, uh, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Fine, I'm leaving. Don't call on that. Like, that's if fine. You... If you want to, go for it. But, like, if you don't, like, I understand not calling on that. So If you were screaming at each other for two hours... Fucking call 911. Almost four. Yeah. And there's no way that she didn't let out a scream because she was stabbed over 60 times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, complete overkill. Mm -hmm. There's no... 
there's had to be some sort of like agony in her voice or something but you know just don't fucking call it in right <laughs> i just can't even i can't, I can't even imagine getting that fucking call and having you'd be like <laughs> you'd be like Okay, is, that's why you'd be like, is this really happening? Yeah. Because you'd be like, there's no no one else is calling. Like, other people will be calling this yeah. is real. Yeah. Because that's how it always is. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, so no one called. And I could just, because the suspect was essentially there, like, the whole time. So if one neighbor had been, like, maybe a welfare check. Right. Like, hey, I'm hearing something weird. It might be nothing. Yeah. It might be nothing. But it's kind of weird. It's not normal. Like, I couldn't imagine this was normal behavior right. for this apartment, right? Could you go check it out? They would have fucking caught the suspect red-handed. Literally, probably. Yeah. Dateline said that her wounds varied from half an inch to eight inches deep, right? Yeah. Because of the various knives, right? Started with a pocket knife is what they believe. And then it was the wounds caused by the pocket knife were enough to incapacitate her, but not enough to kill her. So then the suspect goes and gets knives from the butcher block right so yeah weapon of opportunity and then they carve the letters v x v into her like victor x-ray victor they're carving v x v into her essentially tortured her for hours police go talk to matt right right because they noticed and this well, yeah the x v v x v okay they noticed that obviously a child lived there right but the child's nowhere to be found. So they're like, where the hell is this kid at? So they go and talk to Matt. And Matt says, well, I had her for my scheduled weekend. So okay. they actually picked her the day before. So they're like, well, thank God she's not yeah. So they're like, well, can you come down to the station with us, right? And so I'm pretty sure this is the video from his first interview, but he's fairly calm. Okay. Like, he doesn't seem at all. Like, they said, you know, we told you that Annie's died, right? Totally chill. And I was kind of like, everyone reacts differently. Yeah. We've heard reactions to everything, but kind of weird. So in the interview, he alludes to Annie being in this polyamorous relationship and being part of the pirate role play. Detectives follow up on this, right? Mm-hmm. And find out that they broke up six weeks prior to the murder. Um, but they also find out that there's this kink in the pirate world. Mm-hmm. Like relationships, I guess. Yeah. Where you use knives during sex acts. What? Yeah. And Why? So they were like, that's kind of weird. What do you do with them? Annie was I stabbed. Find that fascinating. Yes. However, Annie didn't like that. She's like, hell no, I'm not in it. So they kind of rule them out, and the couple mm-hmm. says, we don't actually think anybody in our community, our pirate community, would even hurt her. And their first thought was Matt and Angela. Yeah. <laughs> so mine too. I don't trust them. Oh, so back to Matt's interview. His quote was, I'm not good at this relationship thing. When asked when they why they got divorced. I'm not good at this relationship thing. Then why are you in right now? <laughs> yeah. So, and then Matt says that him and Angela were sleeping during the crime. And they had nothing to do with Annie's death. Now, Angela's interview. The videos that I saw, I think, in her first one. That I think it's the first one. I think she said that she claims that she was in bed with Matt at uh, 10 mm-hmm. p.m., but they weren't asleep. Like watching TV, scrolling on your phone, they're awake, but just in bed. Mm-hmm. And then 
She's like, oh, I would have felt if Matt left, though. Like, if Matt left the bed at any time, I would have felt that. But then in another interview, and the reason why I think it's another interview, and I don't know if it's the first one or the second one, Angela is wearing different clothing Mm -hmm. in it. And she puts her head down in her eye and closes her eyes and says that while they talk to her, she's going to keep her head down and her eyes closed. Mm -hmm. Because she's sick. And I was like, bullshit, so they can't read your body language. Right. Why? You're trying to hide your face right now. Yeah, you're hiding your face. And her hair is kind of like fluffier, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of protects her. I don't trust her. her. Yeah, so I don't trust her at all. And then in this interview where she's looking like this, she says that she woke up around three, right? Mm -hmm. And because her dog woke her up, she let the dog out. But then she got sick and she says that she vomited and shit herself. At the same time. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, shit happens. Can you it? do both at the same time? I mean, Oregon Trail says you can, so. But, yeah. That's but, one of the diseases that you can get on Oregon dis- Trail. Dis- dysentery. That's the one. Sorry, you've died of dysentery. Which always pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I don't me think too. I ever finished. The snake bites are always the one that pissed me off because I'm like... What the fuck? He was fine. He was fine. And then he's just dead. Yeah. Did you ever make it? Once. Mm. Yeah, probably a couple times. I played it a lot. <laughs> I'd like to play it again. I think uh, it, it, Apple has it. Really? You can get it on their phone now. I'll to get it. Yeah, I have it. Knowing I what I know now, Which? I think I could kick my seven-year-old ass. I'm sure you could. So she gets sick all over herself. And then she says that Angela... Sorry, Angela yeah. says that Matt helped her into the shower and helped her clean off, right? Mm-hmm. But Matt says in a different interview that he never got out of bed. Also, I believe she was showering for a different reason. Interesting. So, doesn't line up. Annie's funeral happens, and detectives stake it out, right? Mm-hmm. They even had one undercover detective that sat right next to Matt and Angela, and... Super good that they did this because the undercover, undercover detective noticed that Angela had a one-inch cut on top of her hand in the webbing between her thumb and ooh, her first ooh, finger. That would hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, ooh. just imagine that. And what could, I'm just picturing the cut on the web of my finger. is like, bleh. But, like, what am I grabbing right. to get that kind You're of, grabbing a knife. That's the only possible yeah. thing that you are grabbing to get that cut. So, they see this, right? And then... So after their first interviews, they voluntarily give their phones mm-hmm. to detectives, right? Both Matt and Angela voluntarily do this. And so Angela looks sketchy as fuck mm-hmm. right now. However, the Springwater Trail runs by Annie's apartment. Okay. And there was a theory that a transient may have broken into her house because I guess that trail is filled with mm-hmm. transients. And, and like some sort of attempted burglary robbery gone wrong. Um, but the thing is, is that her wallet, jewelry, and other valuables weren't taken. That's so. always the case when it's just murder. Hmm. Weird. Suspicious. And also, why would you, why would you carve something into somebody's... Right. That's a really specific thing. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna just around and be like, mm, VXV, figure it out, bitch, and then not take anything. Yeah. Like, why? If it's for a burglary. Mm-hmm. So, Matt and Annie were going through a custody battle. Because mm-hmm. they were pretty amicable at first, right? Until Matt and Angela started dating. Right. And then it got nasty, bitter, like those are the words used. And Angela ended up turning Annie into DHS for neglect, but that was proved unfounded. They didn't see any signs of neglect. Yeah. Annie was then awarded full custody 
with Matt having scheduled weekends, but you gotta think about it. Annie has like a, a full time job. Annie's right. actively working her ass off and yeah. Matt and Angela To be a good parent. Yeah. Can't hold down a job with three yeah. roommates. Like it doesn't look But her home more. Yeah. Right. And so because she wins full custody, the court orders Matt to pay back child support to the tune of thirteen thousand one hundred and forty dollars. Right? Okay. And then he has to pay legal fees twenty nine thousand one hundred and ninety nine dollars and eighteen cents. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a ton. That's a lot. But how's he gonna pay back, right? He's not. No. If you don't pay your child support, you can have your license revoked. Sure can. Yeah. And then if it continues, right, you don't pay back your license revoked, a warrant will get issued for your arrest. Also true. Guess what happened? Good. Same thing happened to Matt. <laughs> yeah. And piss Angela off. Mm-hmm. And then detectives later learned that Annie had a $100,000 life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. But listed as her beneficiaries are her parents. Oh. Yeah, right? So smart on her. Right. But Matt called like a week before mm. to see if he would be eligible for payout or if their daughter would be. So What? Did you call her or the insurance company? The insurance company. Were they like, none of your fucking business, bitch? Because that's what they should so. have been like. I would hope so. But I think insurance told detectives obviously what had happened. Yeah. So now they got this weird suspicious thing. Yeah. Right? And then... So the bloody shoe print that was found inside the apartment belonged to a Airwalk Myra boot, specifically a size nine and a half in women's. Okay. Phone records show that Matt sent Angela a Payless issue, Payless mm-hmm. coupon, and then Angela sent a photo back with like it looked like two different types of boots in the store. Okay. Like in a Payless store, back to Matt, right? Yep. So was one of them that. Well, detectives follow up with the local Payless, and, and the manager's like. Yeah, Sorry, those good. are basically just, like, Uggs, but the the off-brand version. Yeah. Yeah. They're hideous. So, <laughs> manager confirms that the boot in the picture is Airwalk Myra, but the way that she took the picture, she got the carpet in the background, mm-hmm. and the manager says, I can even tell you where this picture was taken, because it's the only Payless in the area that didn't get their carpet replaced. So it's the Clackamas oh. Payless. Oh my god. I know. Which is only minutes from Matt Angela's house. I've been there. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. So they go to this one and the credit card receipts confirm that Angela Hester purchased these Airwalk Myra boots in 2015. Oh, one year. Within the year. Yeah, less than a year. Yeah. So, pretty good, right? Yeah. And then geotracking on Matt and Angela's phone shows them going into Mount Hood National Forest three days after the murder. Which is abnormal because they were looking at the things like going to school. They don't strike me as outdoorsy people based on their descriptions thus far. Uh uh. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know their lives, but I do know that they seem like douchebags. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) accurate. So detectives go out there, right, to where the phone pinged, and they search the area and they end up finding a boot that matched the shoe tread pattern from the crime scene stuck in a log jam. So, oh, yeah, I know, right? That's then, suspicious. Then they started seeing what they were Googling, right? And two searches included how to make homemade chloroform <laughs> and how to improvise a firearm. Wait, how do you make homemade chloroform? Is that, can you do that? Is that a thing that people do? I mean, I just, this is probably fucked up. I'm I just, wondering if they, like, 
Like, you can poison kill somebody very easily if you just, like, mix bleach. Yeah. And, yeah, like, with pretty much any other cleaning supply. Like, a bleach product, an ammonium product, boom. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's the same as chloroform, right? Maybe that's what they were thinking of, though. Yeah. A homemade. But I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. So, then, the life insurance people write, and, and Matt researched life insurance specifically, and mm-hmm. who gets money when people die. <laughs> whoever the person says does yeah and so the dna dna evidence finally came back um that what angela, a fucking idiot <laughs> so angela's dna matched dna found on the knife block where the knives were made but, so sign sealed delivered so then another piece of evidence is that the neighbors across the street it's kind of like kitty corner directly across the street had cameras right mm-hmm. like most people do right at this point and they catch a vehicle leaving that looks very similar to matt and angela's like leaving their house around 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. then cameras all across portland to gresham catch the same looking car basically driving to his apartment and then the same looking car fucking returning back to matt and angela's house around three (sighs) suspicious yeah a little bit i think so and then what I feel like even was even more suspicious is that Matt and Angela upped and moved everybody to Pocatello, Idaho. When? Like, how soon after? I and are their roommates included in this? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It couldn't have been that long after because she died in 2016. Mm-hmm. And Angela ends up getting arrested in 2017. Oh, damn. Yeah. So at some point between those two dates. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, June 10th is when she died in 2016 and she's arrested October 2017. I feel like if you're being investigated for a murder, you shouldn't be allowed to move out of state. No, I feel like it's very suspicious, but they were all aware that they were doing it. Yeah. So, they're obviously staking him out, right? And they catch Matt, right? Remember, Matt can't do much because of his ailments, right? right. He's in chronic pain or whatever. Everything hurts all the time. He's mowing the lawn. They catch my Costco, like, lifting cases of water, lifting other heavier objects. And it looks like he's doing just fine. That he's not having all these pain. Excuse me, sir. Haven't you heard of Instacart? (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, that's suspicious, right? So Angela gets arrested for one count aggravated murder and one count of burglary in the first degree, October 2017. She lured up pretty quickly in the interview and gets extradited back to Oregon. During that interview, though, where she like lawyers up, like they offer her water or whatever, right? She fucking wipes the cup off with a tissue in an attempt to wipe off her DNA in front of detectives. And they're like, <laughs> why'd you do that? She, well, she already, vol- like, I'm pretty sure she already voluntarily gave it up, right? Her DNA. But now she's just covering her tracks. And so maybe she's just been doing it. What a for the turd. Last year. Yeah. And then, <laughs> God, um, they interview Matt, right? And his ailments mysteriously come back when Weird. he goes to the station. Yeah. Oh my God. Weird. And then Matt turns on Angela and says that Angela woke him up at 3 a.m. And he helps her get into the shower. She's bleeding, has blood all over her. But he doesn't ask, like, hey, what happened? He just is like, I just helped her. And then he also cleans bloodstains out of the car the next day. <laughs> and then he goes, well, like, they talked about hiring somebody. So, like, maybe, like, Angela talked about hiring somebody to maybe kill him, right? And this person was her ex that was living with him, right? Aaron. Mm-hmm. 
and they said that they were going to give him $15,000. Such a complex relationship. I know. They said How they much? $15,000. Where do they have this money from? That's the point. It fell apart because they have no money. They have no money. They can't do it. So the detectives are like, okay, well, if this is true, like, let's try and talk to Aaron so, and do a phone trick, right? So Matt does, calls Aaron up and is being like, hey, make sure our stories are straight because Angela just got arrested. And Aaron's like, I heard you got arrested. And he's like, no, you know, lying, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, I don't know anything. I'm not a part of this at all. Yeah, I don't and need then, to get my story straight. I have no part in it. Yeah, and then Matt tries a little bit harder and then Aaron just hangs up on him. And he's so, like, I actually give a shit about my children and I want to be there for them. And so Aaron, in like the Dateline episode, thinks that it was an attempt to try and keep Aaron's kids away from him. Mm-hmm. That Matt was like, Hail, Mar- Hail yeah. Mary, let's do this, right? And then the detective on Dateline thinks that they they were talking about murdering Annie. Like, he's, he yeah. thinks that that was true. Maybe. And maybe Aaron's in it, but no one knows. Yeah. Speculation. Right. Right. Um, but there's no other claims besides Matt that Aaron was ever involved. And then another kind of interesting thing is that Karina Walters, the other roommate, mm-hmm. she lived in the garage. And she claims in her first interview, like, when they first find out Annie's married, like, if they would have left, I would have heard, because the right. car makes this horrendous noise when it starts up. And I live in the garage. Fair. It's going to wake me up. Yeah. Garage doors I, are not thick. Yeah. And, but I didn't hear it. Right. So, I don't think they left, right? That's her, that's her alibi. And cameras obviously prove that that's wrong. Right. And then Karina comes back and says, well, I think they might have pushed it out. Could be. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. To avoid waking Roll it up. out and then start, start it out. Who knows? Yeah. Detective on date, like, kind of thinks that Aaron and her are both lying. Probably. Like, protecting their friends. It's probably more likely. She's just covering her ass by saying, like, oh, I mean, she could have left. Because I don't want to be called a liar. Speculation. Who fucking knows? Right. So, Matt later gets arrested for one count solicitation to commit murder, two counts of criminal conspiracy to commit murder, and one count of hindering prosecution in 2019. So this is two years after Angela's arrested. Mm-hmm. Angela gets extradited back to Oregon, right? And she didn't talk to anybody. She's not talking to anybody. She's not even, like, wanting plea. Nothing. Yeah, kind of weird. But her trial, her trial doesn't start until after 2019 at a mm-hmm. certain point. I think really 2020. This is a problem, though, because Oregon, the state of Oregon, Narrowed down the crimes eligible for the death penalty in 2019. Oh. Yeah. So Angela's count of aggravated murder would have been death penalty eligible, Mm -hmm. and they were ready to go. They're like, let's do this. Well, now it's not. It's first degree murder. Oh. No longer eligible for the death penalty because it doesn't meet the requirements for aggravated murder, which I'm like, you've done somebody 60 fucking times. It's clearly premeditated. How the fuck is that? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And then had the wherewithal to be like, this knife isn't working, I need a bigger one. Right. Exactly. Like, you could have stopped at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. So, death penalty off the table now. Also, like, that fucking drive. You knew what you were doing when you were on your way there. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And, oh, so aggravated murder, I think I might have said, in one count, burglary in the first degree. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wanted to touch base on why the fuck there's a burglary charge in it. Right. Burglary, because breaking and entering and an intent to commit a crime. The killing of another human being. That is the key here. 
for people that don't know, in the state of Oregon, you get a burglary charge if you break into somebody's house with the intent to commit another crime. Like stealing something. Theft. That's the most common one. It's not a robbery just to break into someone's house when they're not there and steal shit. It is a burglary. Yes. Now, if I am drunk off my ass, which this has never happened, but <laughs> to we <us>. can testify <laughs> that it, it ha- has happened it, to others. It fucking happens. If I'm drunk off my ass and accidentally stumble in somebody's house and pass out on their couch, it was not my intent to break into their house. Right. I'm getting charged with trespass. Right. Yeah. So... You don't have to steal something. You don't have to do anything to get a burglary charge. You have to have the intent to commit another crime. Any type of crime, really. Yeah. So she breaks into the house with the intent to commit murder, and that's why she gets burglary in the first degree. But, but, wouldn't that intent to commit a murder make it? That's, that's what I'm saying. A first degree murder charge? I don't know. Which it technically is, but it's not aggravated murder, so it's not eligible for death penalty. Uh, Yeah, so... She ends up pleading guilty to secondary murder with 25 to life. I don't understand how murder works. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, know how dying works. We can talk about all, like, the burglary, robbery. Right, but I just don't understand. But it's because of there's so many, like, fine, minute details to it that, like, just don't make fucking sense. Yeah. And because it is such a heinous crime that, like, it's easier to get the lesser charges mm-hmm. in court. Yeah. So she'll be eligible to apply for parole in 2042. Uh, oh, that's a long time. Okay. And she'll be like in her 60s. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, and then for Matt, this this one's interesting. For Matt, conspiracy to commit murder charge was dropped. So you got charged okay. with other stuff. They dropped that one. And it's in case they can later prove that he was involved in the murder. that's smart. And avoided double jeopardy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. He pled guilty. Well done, court system. (laughs) Lawyers. He pled guilty. Sentenced to 56 months. He's going to be released March 2023. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty soon. Yeah. That's very soon. That's around the corner. That's uh, how many months? Nine? Ten? Wait, month are we in? (laughs) Did you say March? We're in May. We're in May. That's 10 months. Yeah. And then... I'm clearly the math professional here. (laughs) (laughs) To end this out, Angela and Matt got divorced in prison. Oh, good. Yeah, they're done. Angela's children went into foster care. Oh, Erin was not a good dad? I don't know. I don't know if... Well, she had the one from the other kid. Oh, yeah. Or from the other guy, so maybe only one went. Yeah, but, like, I'm sorry. This is just me, and I fucking hate children. If my two kids half sibling... Yeah. Had no place to go. I'd be like, you can stay with us. I know. Like, you know? Yeah. And she's on the, like, Snapped episode that I saw. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she's pretty well adjusted. Mm, she's good. older. So, I don't know. Maybe. That's just what something one article said. Yeah. So maybe she ended up with family or the other kids went with family. Yeah, yeah. But someone somewhere yeah. said foster care for her yeah. kids. So that was Annie's kids. Sorry. I thought you said Angie's kids at first. Sorry. Angela's kids. Oh, it was Angela's. Yeah. So not the victim. No, not the victim. Okay. The victim's kid uh, ended up living with maternal grandparents. Okay. Yeah, oh, so good. She actually has good family. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And that is the awful murder of Annie Hester. Thanks for listening. And if you made it this far, welcome to our wicked pack, you wicked bitches. 